Topo Athletic is committed to lifelong health and better movement. Topo builds running shoes for those who get out there every day, regardless of weather, speed, energy, or mood. Their distinctive fit and feel combines instinctive human movement with modern performance and lightweight comfort to help you keep going, keep trying, and keep moving. Discover the Topo difference and step into a run experience unlike any other. Doing as uh, we go along. Hey, Adam, how are you, hey. man? Hey, doing well. How are you, Jason? I'm doing great. Did I, I did I nail your last name correctly? I said Tere. Is that correct? It's uh, Tere. Tere. Yeah. I get turkey. I get I get everything under the sun, <laughs> so don't worry. It's fine. All right, so, so pronounce it again so I don't screw it up yeah. one more time. Tere. Tere. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Obviously, with a last name like Bahamundi, I'm yeah. also it's a last name, so I got to make sure I, I yeah. nail it. Yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll call you Jason from now on. It's gonna take me a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. I appreciate it. Owen's gonna join us here in a second. So how are you doing here on the West Coast, man? Uh, good. We got our first rain of the year, so um, that's a welcome sight. Um, I think we officially made it out of fire season, so um, that's always good here these years. But yeah. Uh, Owen, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining yeah. us, buddy. Yeah, good to be here, and good to finally uh, meet you, e-meet you in person, Adam. Uh, yes, likewise, um, likewise. Yeah, my name is the North. Yeah. Adam, you're, you're, you got a big race coming up, man. Ironman California is around the corner, is it not? Uh, next Sunday, yeah. Woo! So, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, lightweight, uh, nervous, but uh, trusting my training, trusting everything I've learned, and uh I'm gonna make it gonna make it work. So um yeah. Um hoping for good things. Pretty excited too though. Is this your first first uh, go at the full distance? First go. Yep. Yeah. That's, and you're gonna have a blast. So this it's in Sacramento, right? Correct. So yeah. you swim in the American River, Russian River? Uh, yes. So American River to the Sacramento River. And uh yeah, pretty good current I hear. Uh, considering all the uh, snow melt in the Sierras, that's kind of yeah. that. Um, there's some seals. I didn't know there's seals in America in the Sacramento Rivers. I've heard that, yeah. Um, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's... What's so. the bike like? What's the bike course like? Uh, you know, it's pretty flat. Um, last year it was very windy, so hopefully uh, there's a lot of headwinds. So hoping, hoping I don't get too much of that this year. But um, they say it's one of the flatter courses. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Is the run flat as yeah. well? Yeah, run is very flat. Um, a lot of pavement, I think. Um, I'm sorry? Is it all in downtown? Uh, yeah, near and around downtown. They changed it from last year. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. It's near, um, you know, downtown Sacramento is kind of scenic. It's It's got some beautiful architecture. Yeah. Um, really stoked on it, yeah. When... So, uh, and I DNF'd at uh, the canyons. We flew out of Sacramento to get back home. And so we got, we went into downtown Sacramento. It's really pretty. I, I was, uh, I've never been to the area other than Auburn, basically. And so um, really enjoyed going through downtown Sacramento. It's really pretty. Yeah. It's uh, kind of uh, not really touted enough, but yeah, it is pretty scenic. So um, anyway, yeah, I just got done with my taper swim just right now. And um, feeling pretty fresh, so yeah, I'm really excited. It's good that you feel fresh from the from it because 
Jason has written a whole article about the taper crazies, and I'm personally somebody who gets crazy during taper. Are you generally pretty relaxed during taper, or is this like an anomaly for you? It's an anomaly. I'll be honest. Uh, I, I I always question if I'm doing it correctly. I and, and it, the more you research it, it seems like everyone does it differently. So you know, I think it's kind of specific to the athlete. Um, th this this go around, I'm trying the uh, two week out, fifty percent reduction of volume and intensity and then next week 75 percent but it's just like how do you kind of compute that it's just like really hard to dial in so um those numbers i have me crazy man i <laughs> just so it's funny like for me taper is all about doing what feels right and for those what amounts to seven to ten days honestly yeah. uh, i'm not a big fan of the shakeout run like the day before yeah. It feels stressful to be like, I'm going to do a shakeout run and, it, and right. you bib and get your food ready and everything. And it's like, look, if I can walk around for 10 minutes, I'm good enough to go, right? Yeah. Like that, that shakeout run isn't going to make a break race day, yeah. period. I'm, I'm more of that. I'm more of, yeah, I'm 100% agreement with that. Um, you know, you do so much training in the buildup. It's hard to believe that something uh, just as small as a shakeout run is really going to make a significant difference. Um, so um, I'd rather just feel good mentally going into it, you know, um, even if that means like eating like a cheeseburger or something. So anything that makes me happy, you know, that, that's that's what I'm reaching for. Um, so. All right, man, you opened up the you opened up Pandora's box of food. <laughs> what are you coming? Lettuce, tomato, onions, fried onions, pickles, mustard, mayo, ketchup, what? I mean, all those are good. Um, you know, my uh, my evolution with the burgers changed over years. Um, I've recently fallen in love with butter pickle uh, butter pickles. Yeah. Um, so sweet. Uh, so, so good. I see Om kind of. I don't know if Om's in agreement with that, but I, I've never had buttered pickles. I didn't even know that was a thing. I feel like I'm learning something new every day. Uh, let, let me clarify one thing for you. It's not putting butter on a no. pickle. It's an actual well, name. Well, I knew I knew that. <laughs> that that's pretty weird, but yeah. Um, then it, um, I've never been a fan of pickles. So I was just really curious as to what makes the butter one. They're sweeter. They're not like your dill pickles that are uh, kind of vinegary, I guess, or um, uh, fried. They're pretty delicious. Um, and I'm a big fan of Thousand Islands dressing. Um, mm -hmm. you know, on the West Coast, we got like In-N-Out Burger. I'm just into like sloppy, messy burgers. Um, just, um, yeah, bring it on, you know, the Bison Burger, just all those things. Dude, just... dude, I love the In-N-Out, like, like whatever dressing that they have, like the uh, that sauce that they have that you can get packets for to spread. Yeah. That's like my favorite. Oh, man. Yeah. I wish they sold it like just alone, right? Yeah. Just get me like a couple of jars of those um, and I'd be good. And a little bit of, uh, you know, bitchin' sauce too. Yeah. Bitchin' sauce. Where, I've heard of that one. Where's that? That's, uh, where, where can you find that one? That's uh, I, mo most of the stores down here in like SoCal have them. I know Costco sells them in big bulk. They're like that. So bitchin' sauce is like, uh, I think it's like an almond based kind of sauce and they have like, Chipotle soft flavor, cilantro flavor, and an original flavor. And it just, it just, it's one of those sauces that just goes with everything. Like tortilla and cheese, bitchin' sauce, chips, bitchin' sauce. Mm -hmm. um, 
dill pickles, maybe not, <laughs> but <laughs> generally everything else. What, like, go ahead. Sorry, what? I was going to ask Adam what his take on sliders are. Worth the time or just give me a full burger? Oh, yeah. Yeah, full burger, please. I don't know <laughs> what someone was thinking with that. Don't waste my time, you know. Uh, you know, we try to put something cute on a plate. Please just give me one comprehensive burger. Wait, so yeah. are, as somebody who's been a vegetarian most of my lives, are sliders just like baby burgers or what? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why not? It's um, mini burgers. Why are you calling them sliders? <laughs> because they slide right out of it. <laughs> Like, yeah. Like, so I grew up on the East Coast, New York, and I don't know if they have them out on the West Coast as much, but we have White Castle. Um, and White Castle, we always just refer to them as belly bombers because you, you'd go in there and you'd order like a sack of 50 because so, you can eat so many of them. And then before you know it, your stomach was just crushed. Right. And you were finally in the bathroom real fast. Uh, we don't have White Castle, although I've I've heard plenty about it. You know, I'm a big Beastie Boys fan, and they, they talk about White White Castle a ton. Um, it's on my list to try. Um, don't go to the yeah. don't go to the freezer section at your grocery store because it's not okay. the same. After, yeah, you have to go to the actual store to get it. Uh huh. I will say, uh, Jason, if we're talking about marketing, it makes me like. If they're like, if I'm thinking about Harold and Kumar right now, and it's synonymous with White Castle, and I've never had White Castle, but I'm still talking about it, like <laughs> that would be the most amazing piece of marketing ever. Yeah, you're right. Here's another question for you, Adam. Yep. So we asked this on our, or I asked it on our Fiery Embers conversation yesterday. So when you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or nut butter if you have allergies to peanuts, are you putting jelly on one slice? and the nut butter on the other and then smashing them together? Or are you putting the jelly and the nut butter on the same slice and then topping it with the, the one that doesn't have anything on it? Uh, so I generally put each each uh, slice of bread gets its own topping. And um, and even beyond that, it, it, I you know, I flip sides. If I want more of the, of the nut flavor, I, I'm biting the bottom. And if I want more of <laughs> the I flip it over. Uh, just ob little observation I made over the years, but yeah, it's the greatest thing we ever did was launch this food fight Friday conversation because yeah. I absolutely yeah. love and adore people's attention to their food and their eating habits. Yeah. Like I don't anybody for whatever they eat or how they eat it, but it is utterly amazing to me. Like that, I've never heard somebody say. If I'm looking for more peanut butter flavor, I put it on this side of the bread when I, before I put it in my mouth. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm surprised how much content you get from this uh, topic, too. It never seems to, like, you know, go away. And you, 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 yeah. It's amazing. Like, I mean, we've done well with our reels and our videos and stuff like that over the years that we've been around. And then we launched this Food Fight Friday thing, and it's taken off. Like the, the conversation last week between pumpkin spice or apple cider, it been the best performing piece of content we've had with plus 35% over our average. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's so much. I love endurance athletes talking about food because, and we see it from our nutritionist friends like Kylie and from Stevie, right? 
they talk about like there's no bad food, no bad calories, none of that stuff. And so to have the community come back in and be like, yeah, I put my peanut butter on one side, my jelly on the other, I smash it together, I this way, I love burgers, sloppy as all get out, don't give me a slide. Like it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. No, it is. It makes us like, like this whole conversation we're having right now, we're just riffing on food right now. It makes me wanna like it makes me almost think that we should have occasional live food fight Fridays, like just <laughs> longer thing, just invite somebody random who's on and just like start like riffing about food because it's just I don't know, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean you got the holidays coming up. I mean, I'm you know, oh one of these calls I might just present you like a spread of like things I, I like. Um it might like turn some people off, but you know, um, I got, I got some interesting little, uh, things I do with food, but, um, I might show you guys. I, please show us. Cause I love it. Like, so we had Shannon Mick, who is uh be short run ultra, um, on the fiery embers a week ago. And I asked her jelly question and I asked her and I'll ask you this, you know, after you've made the sandwich, you put the two pieces of bread together, how do you cut it? Do you cut it in half? Do you create two triangles? Do you create four triangles? Do you create four squares? How yeah. do you? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, again, uh, I'm in phases with that one. I'm currently in just a don't cut phase. Um, sometimes I'm in a... Piling it in? <laughs> just pile it in. Um, and then, you know, when I get tired of this, I'll probably move to a diagonal cut. And uh, after about two months of eating it like that, I'll go to my, uh, you know, cross cut and eaten um so uh, i'm yeah now that we're talking through this i see how much of a food weirdo i am yeah so Shannon told us and i know i need to get your answer too but shannon told us she cuts it in half and then eats it like corn on the cob because she doesn't eat the crusts so she eats the breading and doesn't eat the crust okay that's a great answer like i've never heard of that before no i've never heard of that right um, why wouldn't you just cut off the crust before you eat it? But maybe she needed handles. I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. um, sandwich engineering right there. Uh, like for me, I love to like cut them into corners and slices and stuff. Cause I think psychologically, I'm like, wow, there's more food on my plate. Versus, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that too. I do, and I do that with everything. Like I do that with quesadillas. I do that with burgers sometimes. I do it with pizza. Like. Yeah. You do the pizza, but you're already bastardizing it with pineapple. You cut pizza. <laughs> Occasionally, like me and my family, one of our favorite local pizza places. Every single time I go there, the pizza comes out. The first thing I do is I send the pineapple on pizza picture. <laughs> and then I'll send Lori for good measure because I know Lori will show it to Jason. That's a square pizza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A square. So, so I'll have to get this on food fight friday because i know this will spark a lot of heated debate but in in my purview there are two styles of pizza one of them is not chicago that is a tomato soup bowl <laughs> that is an open-faced calzone like i don't want to hear anything about chicago style pizza there's new york and there's detroit like way 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 back there when you're looking at styles of pizza adam which one are you picking first and why is it new york <laughs> it is new york it is new york um I, you know i don't know where i grew up there's a there's a guy from new york who opened a pizzeria 
uh, near my house. And uh, that's just what I got used to, a, a greasy slice. Um, Run down your wrist. Running so. down your wrist, running down your face. So they, yeah. they smoke cigarette, toss the dough in the air. Um, it, just, it was just like nostalgia. Um, so good. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, um, Detroit, up there, though, I, I don't know if either of you have ever had Detroit-style pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really good, though. Um, think of like a Sicilian pie, right? Square pie. But what they do is they put shredded cheese on the outside so that when it cooks, the shredded cheese melts and it gets kind of crusty. So you have cheese, crust, and then pizza, and it's all squares. Mm. So it's, it's really good. Mm. Yeah. Up here in Sacramento County, we have a place that makes Detroit, Detroit style. I've had it. Um... You know, I'm not a hater to really many type any type of pizza. Really, I'll eat it all. But um, yeah, Detroit and sorry, I like Chicago too. But yeah, uh, New York is probably you know the alpha pizza for me. Um, yeah, I have a pizza that would absolutely mortify Jason if he came over to Orange County. Uh, but I personally never had it. This is like, if you're asking how much is too much, this is the one. Um, there's a pizza place that specializes in making boba pizza. Boba? No, dude. On their like that is their thing. And they I put guess, yolk balls yeah. on there? No. no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's actually a thing. And believe it or not, that place has been there for like ten years. So they're rallying enough enough controversy that people are buying this thing. So there's marinara. There's boba. And there's cheese. Yep. Ooh, what's the what, what do they call that one? Just a boba pizza, or is it got like some kind of boba pizza? Is there line at that place? Sorry, what? Is there ever a line at the door at that place? Not that, that I've seen. No. It's a no, dude. <laughs> but but um, speaking of like pizza marketing and pizza craziness. I don't know if uh, all, both of you saw the Domino's emergency pizza. No. no. Uh, I don't know what it is, but like starting like um, today into like early 2024, Domino's is literally giving out a free pizza that you can claim, um, which is like wild. I've never seen any pizza place do that. It's just called emergency pizza and it just like, <laughs> up and clearly it's working because it's trending on google right now there you go <clears throat> i don't think those pizzas are too hard are too expensive to produce you know <laughs> yeah minimal minimal cost when you sell it for 8.99 the costs are probably a buck 99 so it's yeah. <laughs> um, um, do you guys know the story behind Domino's? no idea no so I'm a big fan, obviously I'm a big fan of food, and the History Channel has a series called The Food That Made America, and it is phenomenal. And they talk about Domino's. And so get this, at the time, they bought the place from this guy, Dominic. Two brothers bought the place from this guy, Dominic, and kept it as Domino's. And when they first started the business, they had pizza, but they had like sub sandwiches and hero, like all, like this massive menu. And... They weren't doing really well. So one of the brothers said, that's it. From now on, we're selling pizza and we're selling it in three sizes only, small, medium, large, nothing else. And the other brother was like, we can't do that. We're going to lose money and everything else. And the way they tell the story is there's a phone call that comes in. 
one of the employees answers it, looks at the two brothers and he says, uh, you know, hi, the dominoes or whatever, what can I get for you? The person places an order and they say, sorry, we're not doing that. We're only selling pizza, small, medium, large cheese or pepperoni. And that's supposedly how the Domino's um, franchise took off. And the brother who didn't want to be a part of it got bought out for a handful of dollars and the Volkswagen Beetle that they use for the deliveries. Can you imagine losing out on the Domino's empire today? Oh, my God. For a Beetle? <laughs> yeah. It just goes to show you that everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just for good measure, while you were telling me that incredible story, I just sent this, uh, I just sent a DM to Domino's Pizza to come on the fireside chat. Sponsor <laughs> <laughs> <Come> us. <laughs> Have you planned your uh, post-race meal yet, Adam, after, for after Ironman California? Uh, I haven't thunk that far, no. Um, you know, like, uh, when I did my first uh, half Ironman, my first kind of big race, um, I was sure I was going to have a beer after, but I was just so dead after. I just wanted, like, a Coke and, like, just something full of carbs, something besides beer. I, I, I'm just going to go with whatever feels natural. Um, yeah. Yeah. So... I know Ohm has seen a lot of crazy shit on, on the trails and I have too when it comes to people eating stuff because you have so much time to process food. But I will tell you the craziest thing I've ever seen at an Ironman. I raced Ironman Texas in 2011 and 2012 and I think it was 2012. On the run, you go past the special needs bag area where all the porta johns are and everything else and it's like in this loop of a park. Mm-hmm. I was on loop two the guy was on loop one and so we get there and he stops at his special needs back and i do the whole loop and i come around to it and i'm not i kid you not he's literally taking a whopper out of his special needs bag <laughs> to eat. and i will i will let you know that that year it was like 117 degrees in texas and with your special needs bags you have to put that stuff out there very early in the morning yeah yeah it's not refrigerated so that thing was just sitting there in the scorching yeah. heat for 10 hours by the time he got to it. I can't imagine what it tasted like, but to him, I'm sure it tasted like heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to be trained with that, you know, I guess uh, you got to stay consistent, but uh, that's, that's one heck of a story. <laughs> Crazy. Like, and Cheryl, I agree with you. Like when I, my first reaction was, I can't believe this dude's got a Whopper and then I ran out of the park and then I thought, that cannot taste good. Like he's going to be taking that a second and a third time at some point during this marathon. Mm-hmm. So, so great. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to talk fast food burgers on a, on another call. Cause I, I'm curious your take. I, I haven't eaten a lot this, this training cycle, but um, I'd be curious to hear what, um, 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 are you still vegetarian? Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. I feel like, I've still had some like really good burgers and stuff. I mean, just yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say though that Impossible Patties are a no-no for me. Okay. Uh, I I have had them during races before, and they have made me very sick. Mm. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, I think like like I think the only thing you other than meat that you can put on my burger is pickles. I just that's a. Do not like pickles. I hate pickles as much as, as much as Jason hates pineapple on pizza. <laughs> Still pickles. So I have a plant based diet as well, Adam. And uh, I would say like Carl's Jr. 
the Beyond Burger there is number one, and then the Impossible Whopper at Burger King is number two. As far as you being fans of, of yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, In and Out has a uh, growing up. In and Out has like a what they call a secret menu item, but it's really they call it the grilled cheese sandwich. Is what you call it when you order it, and they just put grilled onions. They like grill the cheese extra and charge you like a dollar less or something because there's no patty in there, and that's basically what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. When I fin- like when I was racing Coca Dona, I asked my crew to make sure that they had uh, two. Imp- Whoppers and a Klondike bar when I got to the uh, Whiskey Row in Prescott. And when I tell you that those two Impossible Whoppers tasted like filet mignon, I'm not kidding. Like, it was so glorious. Mm-hmm. So glorious. Um, we have a some, somewhere called Amy's Burger up here. Have you guys ever heard of that? The, no. It, uh, it's, it's, it's not a it, – it's fake meat, but it's um, – um, yeah, it's it's it tastes very similar to In and Out. It's pretty it's pretty good. Um, yeah, highly recommend. Cheryl Klondike bar for the win every time when you're out there in the yeah. middle of a training cycle or a, a race. Klondike bar was it's glorious. So I answered the question, "What would you do for a Klondike bar?" I'd run 250 miles. <laughs> Are you a fan of ice cream, Adam? Is is ice cream something that is on your list? Absolutely, absolutely. I have contact bars in my freezer actually right now. Um, might get one after this call here. Um, yeah. Favorite. So. Favorite ice cream. Oh, again, it's cyclical. You know, I. Um, I, I. I mean, are you talking brand or flavor or uh, flavor? Flavor. Um, I'd say most consistently I'm a strawberry person. Um, my wife teases me because I get like ice cream Sundays and I just put the works on it. And she still doesn't know how I finish those. Like I can eat those and go like right to bed. I am, I'm a colossal eater. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, hot fudge, the the works on there. Yeah. And the, when you get the Napoleon, that right has the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Right. If strawberries, eat it first, and because you love it, or do you eat it last because <clears throat> you want? It? Um, I tend to do an even scoop across all three flavors, and so boom. Well, yeah, that's my technique. So, yeah, very poignant questions. But yeah, um, that's <laughs> yeah. In and Out has a uh, is a Neapolitan shake, don't they? Um, I think it's like it's not a listed item. You have to like ask for it, but it's one of my go tos. Like, I think after a race, like I struggle to eat like really solid food. So like having shakes and like having like lemonade and all that like settles me in it's like the meal before the meal because i'm like a hobbit day in day out so <laughs> yeah so uh, you- i was curious about and uh i'll let you finish too jason was since we were talking about burgers uh what are your guys's takes on like side items like fries and if you do have fries what kind of dip uh what kind of fries are there are they curly fries are they sweet potato fries Oh, wow. Oh, so such hard hitting questions. Um, I mean, if I had my, if I had my choice, I'd go like pop like either waffle fry or curly fry. Um, I'm a, I'm a big ketchup head. Um, I don't understand people who dip in mustard. I just, you know, miss me with that. Um, 
mustard or honey when you say that? I'm sorry? Normal mustard or honey mustard? Because I really love to dip in honey mustard. I don't know. Honey mustard's good. I like honey mustard. I'm just talking, uh, I guess, your yellow, um, your, your, your yellow mustard. I don't really understand the... Uh, a second with you on that. I don't get that either. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm a great fry guy. Doesn't have to be curly. Doesn't have to be waffles. That's too too complicated for me. I'm a old man yelling at the clouds. And uh, <clears throat> I like ketchup. I like tomatoes, but I hate ketchup. Um, no mustard, but mayo. Mayo's a winner for fry dipping. I didn't mayo dip my fries into my, like, uh, my 20s. Um, I, I, I went to uh, study abroad in, in France. <clears throat> and that's the first place I saw it. I'm like, what are these guys doing here? Um, yeah, it was pretty exclusive barbecue sauce or, um, or ketchup. But yeah, mayo is pretty good. Mayo is solid. And if you have uh, like to go the more like a steak fry, the malt vinegar on there, because it's a little heftier of a fry, it holds yeah. up well with the malt. Yeah. Well, I'm officially starving, so thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, it's about dinner time here on the West Coast. On the West Coast, for sure. Yeah. Well, we're not going to let you get off that easy. So you're you're replacing Jackie. So here's the next question for you. What are uh, what are your top three candy choices? Oh, okay. Finally, something I can kind of like, you know. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, number one is Kit Kat. I'm a huge Kit Kat head. Um, I say followed by Snickers, and um, out here we have a nice chocolate. Um, I mean, it's called. I mean, you've heard of it, Ghirardelli chocolate. Oh, yeah. I'm, oh yeah. Yeah, it's nice and, and kind of like a smooth chocolate. Um, I'm a big chocolate guy. Yeah. That's like. It's like square. Get some hot fudge on there and put it on ice vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Very first versatile application. Yeah. Um, with the Kit Kat, are you breaking one bar at a time? Are you eating it like biting the whole thing? Like, what's the what's the approach? Uh, I'm very civilized. I break it into uh, pieces. <laughs> um, and actually, you know, it's kind of nice that if you've ever frozen one, you get the nice extra crisp on it. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, I I one time saw someone bite through all the fingers at once, and I, you know, had a heart attack. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I, I just cannot believe that like Kit Kats are meant to be split like yeah and you can't just like bite the whole thing like a savage no. <laughs> oh, yeah that's it's a, yeah. where what what standards do we have in society right. if you're doing yeah if we're doing what else are we doing are we, now we're putting pineapple on pizza come on <laughs> that that's not the same jason <laughs> Cheryl's got a good list. You got peanut M and M, Snickers, and Payday. That's a good. That's a good solid list there too. Peanut M and M's are very choice. That's good. Solid. Yeah. Peanut M and M's or Reese's Pieces. Oh, M and M's for me. Um, yeah. I do like the Reese's Pieces, but um, ah, just you know, so small, so small. Uh, I like the size of the peanut M and M. Uh, peanut butter chocolate. So here. Here's here's my uh, here's my toxic trait, shall you say? So when I get M and M's, I have to separate them by color, and then once they're separated by color, you eat from the least amount that you have to the biggest amount. So if you have one red and two green, you're eating the red first and the two green after that. That's normal. That's that's not a. 
<laughs> toxic behavior there. It's, but, you know, it's, it's awesome when you're doing this in a business meeting and your boss is like, interrupts the entire <laughs> meeting so that the entire uh, conference table is looking at your M&M, like they're like lined up like soldiers yeah. ready to get you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Brittany says, I eat my least favorite color first. Shane, that's, our, that's one of our other community leaders that's from right. out of Phoenix. You can, you, sh you need to join us, Brittany, so you can save go eat. He needs to go, he needs to go fuel after, after his taper swim. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Adam, thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing some of your uh, story. And we are, we are super excited to have you be a part of our um, community leader program that we just launched October 1st. It means a lot to us to, for you to, to be a part of it. And we're looking forward to seeing how well you do at Ironman California, but also, you know, what you do for the community. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be part of this team and uh, excited about the work we're going to do ahead. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you again very much. Awesome. Thanks. Adam. Have a good night. Perfect timing, Brittany. Welcome. I know. I just got out of class. I'm also noticing like this lighting makes me look bald up front. I'm like, what? what's happening? Which way can I turn? Yeah. I'm like, which way can I turn right now? We'll have to send you a hat and you won't have to worry about it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so what was on your list? Okay, so you're eating the least favorite colored M&M first. So what's your least favorite colored M&M then? Brown. Brown? Uh, oh, I have to agree. Uh, yeah. So rank them. Rank them from, from least favorite to most oh, favorite. Man. And so now I think, so I used to be a huge like blue fan, but you know, yellow is my favorite color. So it's, it's brown, green, because I don't like that color green, red, um, blue, and yellow. We were just talking to Adam and we were just talking about how like awesome it is that the, our community and now our community leaders are just so open to talking about food um, because for the longest time I've been doing this stuff for 17 years, it was a taboo subject, right? It was like eat clean, whatever that means, eat this and eat that and all these other things. And it's like, no, just eat and enjoy the food. Like let's have fun with all of this stuff. And so being able to talk about like favorite colored M&Ms, even though we all know they all taste exactly the same, is awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. Wait, are they peanut butter M&Ms? Because that's my favorite is peanut butter M&Ms. There's peanut M&Ms because it actually has a peanut in it. Uh, and then there's peanut which has like peanut butter that you get out of a jar in it. Hold up, hold the phone. There are peanut butter M&Ms? Yes. Are you kidding me? Those, I, oh man. Oh man. Hold on a second. Like those, you got to have them. You got to. <laughs> I get a party size bag from the store and it's not for a party. It's for me. Like there's right. no party. I am the party. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I love that. That's the whole thing about the party size is like, that's all for me. Yeah. <laughs> like the sharing size concept is nonsensical. Oh, like, yeah, the sharing size bag is like teeny tiny. That's not even fair. Yeah. So what's your take on the mini size candy bars? Cause it's Halloween is coming up. They're going to be all over the place. Is it like, don't, don't, you know, me with that crap, I'm going to go get the real size bar. For me, I, I like the real size bar. Um, for Halloween, I get it. My kids are getting tons and tons of chocolate. Like, so I mean, totally yeah. get the like thing. The only thing I do like to do is um, get the little bitty Reese's peanut butter cups or like dark chocolate peanut, whatever, only because I can't stop and I get a bellyache. Like I have learned this from experience. It has nothing to do with like, I can't handle a full size candy bar. I can just like, so what I do is I grab two and then I put them away. 
and then that's good. And I don't get no stomach ache. All right, so we're getting into the holiday season. <laughs> there are the jack-o'-lantern Reese's peanut butter cups. They have the Christmas tree peanut butter cups. Like, do you buy those special, I don't know what you call them, special flavoring? They're not flavored, they're okay. special shapes. Yeah, I do. I uh, actually, they're very nostalgic for me. My, my uh, Christmas stockings, my um, Valentine's Day things as a kid. Like, I always got those. My parents knew Reese's was my favorite food. And now I at least have to get a pack of them. Even though, like, I don't eat them as much as I used to, it's still like, I have to have them. Like, it's a shape that I got as a kid. I have to have them and eat them. So, yeah. Do you know the story behind Reese's peanut butter cups? I don't think so. No, is it, it's going to be a joke or a real no, story. I need to be prepped. Okay. How do you okay. know all these stories, Jason? <laughs> you just go to the channel of Domino's Pizza like 20 minutes ago. Go to the free channel, pay your five ninety nine or whatever it is, and download all of the shows. It's called how it's uh, the food that made America. And they talk about Post Cereal and Kellogg's and Coca-Cola and Hershey. It's amazing. So the story about Reese's, John Reese's, if I believe, I believe is his name, wanted to make a candy bar. Hershey had already come out with all of his candy bars and everything else, which is also a phenomenal story. Um, and so they're testing all the different peanut butter concoctions and everything else. And the food scientist walks into his office and he, he has like three or four options. And the last option is a burnt flavor. And so the, the scientist is like, I'm sorry, I left this on the tray. I didn't mean to put it on here. And John Reese's eats it and he's like, this is the one, this is the one we're going with. And the food scientist is like, it's burnt. He's like, I don't care. This is the one, it's perfect. And it's why the peanut butter is like gritty. Yeah. You know, when you bite, it's not smooth, it's gritty. It's because it was originally burnt. And then off, next thing you know, off and running, Reese's has become, you know, a billion dollar company now. I it's do. A I do think it's the perfect peanut butter chocolate combo. So how they do it with that is, is, is yeah. So that's a good story. Now I'm gonna have to tell that one. I'll be like, I know some stuff, guys. Let's talk about I gotta it. Gotta go see. Oh, gotta watch it. Like the Mars story. The story of how Mars got started is awesome. Total gangster move. The guy was like the VP at Hershey's, and he got overlooked for a position at Hershey because Hershey was retiring, and they and he thought he would become the president, but he got overlooked, and somebody else came in. So he got his son to start a business, start Mars. And what he did is he sold Hershey chocolate to the Mars Corporation to build a competitor to him. So he's making money getting paid by Hershey while also making money on the Mars company side. Like total gangster move. Wow. To be, able to be running both companies, right? Like so awesome. But yeah. Food that made America on the History yeah. Channel. That's good to uh -huh. know. Here's my question with, with Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. How do you feel about all the other ones they've been coming out with? Like the, the other take five or whatever. They've done like white chocolate. They've done like peanut butter on the outside. And I feel like none of them taste right. Like I'm like, this isn't right. This isn't right. I, I've tried them because they're there. And I'm like, I want, and I'm like, no, you guys are messing up here. You're, you're messing up here. Big about the OG, so. For me, it's about the OG peanut butter cup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and and don't need like I know Jason is running through the thought in his head, but like just because pineapple on pizza is a thing, does uh, <laughs> like I can like OG things too, but with chocolate and other things, different conversation. Just yeah. just out there. Yeah, yeah. Just like give me the straight up peanut butter cup. Mm -hmm. I don't need the, any of the other accoutrements. Like the one that now has like the little Reese's pieces. 
in the peanut butter. Like that's too much. Like who's asking for this? Nobody. Who's was like, hey, you know what would be really good is if you put little Reese's pieces inside of the peanut butter cup. Nobody's asking for that. Come on. And Reese's Pieces is t it tastes totally different. They're totally different peanut butter chocolate combination. It doesn't go. I have yeah. I have strong feelings. Like pineapple and pizza is wrong. That's a very strong feeling. This is also a strong feeling. <laughs> did you did you bring in community leaders that all don't like pineapple? Up <laughs> on you because I didn't like pineapple on pizza That's either. Devious man, <laughs> I love them. That's devious. So I we Adam this question when it comes to style of pizza, New York. Chicago or Detroit? Oof. You always make me answer only one, too. That's right. Uh, so I'm going to have to pick it because there's a place near us that uh, we just explored in the past month, and it's called Don's New York. So it's New York-style pizza, and it's their white pizza. And it is like, it has the perfect amount of garlic, ricotta cheese. Like, it is like nailed it. I, like, I eat meat. It's not that. But this pizza, in the past month, I think we've got it four or five times. That's awesome. <laughs> and like, yeah, and it's and of course it's a white pizza, so it's sauceless. So I, I will say that right now is definitely where I'm at. Those New York pizzas, like, and they do the crust just perfect. So yeah. Well, you'll get to hang around because you didn't say Chicago, so you're <laughs> right in my book. I there's a Chicago pizza because you have so much left over because it's so thick and you can't reheat it like right, like you can't get it hot through it. Through it's it. not pizza. It's, it's, it's like a a, a cake. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's a tomato soup bread bowl. <laughs> yeah. I once had somebody tell me that Chicago-style pizza was like lasagna without the noodles. Oh. And I thought, hmm. I thought that was perfect. Hmm. Yeah, I will say, though, Detroit pizza, I've had a couple of friends who are from Detroit, and they've made it here. And that's not it's bad. That's not bad. Good. It's, it's got the it's that it's about the crispy crust that can hold all the stuff on it. That's, right. that's what it is. And the, the Chicago style cannot hold the stuff. Like you pick it up and it falls off. And you so don't use the fork. After this call, when you hang up, go to YouTube and Google John Stewart Chicago Pizza. He's got like a two minute diatribe about it, and it's the funniest thing. Okay. I have to like once every three or four months because they know I'll be cackling about it because it's such a good rant about. Chicago style pizza against New York style pizza. It's so good. You have too much time. You're YouTube and your history channel and like what? Tell tell me your schedule. When do you sleep? <laughs> just passionate about food. Uh, <laughs> people are like, what music do you listen to? I'm like, none. Like I have no clue. Like the only reason why I know Taylor Swift's name is because she's hanging out at NFL <laughs> games these days. I would have no idea who Taylor. <laughs> none. Yeah. Good for movies. And I'm good for food and the occasional book. Um, yeah, okay. And find, like, if you want to talk about stock market and finances, I'm in. I could do that all day, too. Like, I'm happy to talk about that. But when it comes to, like, music, not so much. Like, that's not for me. And, or honestly, like, I know people love podcasts, but it's hard for me to really get into them from a storytelling perspective. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd rather be telling the story honestly, than listening to this story a lot of times. So podcast part. So that's where my time is. It's not there. So what I heard is you like talking more than listening. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> making sure that's what I heard. <laughs> Our team dynamic perfect. <laughs> Adam talked about burgers. So what about burgers for you? Are you, are you a burger fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, are you, what are you putting on the burger? What's going on the burger? 
Well, I mean, let's talk about the burger that I get at a restaurant, and then we can go from there. But we have a place, I don't know, Arizona Wilderness Brewery. They're known for their beer and their food. So even if you don't like beer, people go there for their food, even though they're a brewery. And they have this peanut butter and jelly burger, peanut butter again. But it's peanut butter, and it's um, a uh, jalapeno kind of jelly on it. And it has bacon. Um, there's some kind of cheese. I'm going to say it's pepper jack cheese. It's spicy. It's some kind of spicy cheese. Yeah. And it is on a, um, just a normal bun. And then it's served with duck fat fries. Oh. Duck fat fries. Or I've never, and it's with rosemary on it. Those are the best fries ever. So that's the burger that I eat there. Like that is, they have so many other burgers, but that's my favorite. At home, it's nothing special. It's like a burger, whatever, mustard. I'm not a big ketchup person. It's too sweet. Or there's some, I can do homemade ketchup is great. Ketchup out of a bottle is can't we, I can't even do these food conversations. I can do this. I'm like, I have a lot of opinions about this food. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like jalapeno. Like, I love spicy. So I can put jalapenos on my yeah, on my uh, burger, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big ketchup fan either. Uh, definitely, I think my go-to tips would be uh, ranch and honey mustard. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Honey. I, I'm not a big ranch person, but honey mustard. Yeah. 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 According to Adam, there are people who dip their fries in, like, plain old mustard and i'm just like hmm i don't know about that that's my little brother he does he, he i'm assuming he still does i don't know but that i mean he dipped everything in mustard though like chips and everything and i was like what you doing kid what kind of what you, yeah like, like potatoes yeah potato chips like ruffles like you know whatever i guess they're similar enough to a fry but i mean he'd put mustard on every i mean he'd probably eat much out of the bottle but it was on chicken strips and everything and i'm like if i'm having chicken strips i want some like you said honey mustard or it's not it's not just a normal mustard it's a something else i think i'd be worried if that was on like tortilla chips or something oh yeah that, that'd be real gross ew and i didn't even think about that man i'm gonna i'm gonna ask him he's 30 now he better not be doing something like that he should have learned <laughs> all right so here we go so you're getting ready to make a peanut butter and jelly or nut butter if you have allergies to peanuts sandwich are you putting the jelly on one slice of bread and the nut butter on the other slice and then smashing it or are you putting them both on the same slice of bread and then putting the slice of bread without anything on it and smashing it? Okay, so I have two answers and it's for a good reason. If I'm just eating it at home, like right away, it's peanut butter on one side, jelly on the other, I smash it together. If it's gonna be in my running pack, or I'm not gonna eat it for a couple hours, I'm taking it somewhere, I put peanut butter on both sides and jelly in the middle, so it keeps the bread from getting um, too um, um, soggy. So that's why I have two answers there, because that, that is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What did, um, what did Adam tell us? Like, how he eats it is like, if he really wants the, the more of the nut flavor, the nut butter flavor, he puts that on the, he, when he eats it, it's at the top of the bread. And if he's looking for the sweet jelly, he like flips it over so that the jelly's at the top of the bread. That's not a peanut butter and jelly. That's like a peanut butter. I don't even know what that is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a peanut butter and then there's jelly. Yeah. Like it's like, and then there's not. <laughs> there's no tandem or unity to it. <laughs> yeah, it, it just makes me so happy to hear people talking about food and and all of their little idiosyncrasies when it comes to food. Is this fascinating to me? So I asked this question of Shannon Mick last week on our fiery ember. I'll ask you as well. We asked Adam, when you cut your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, are you cutting it in half and having two rectangles? Are you cutting it corner to corner to have two triangles? Are you cutting it in half and in half to have four squares or corner to corner twice to have four triangles? 
So I know it makes you happy because I heard you last night or yesterday afternoon, whatever time that was. But I do it in a triangle half. That's it. Just triangle half, not four. But tri it's got to be a triangle. Like the half in that way doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. So did you know. what I what, how Shannon eats it then when we were when I was talking to Laura yesterday? Yeah, where he she does the four because I asked the grilled cheese question. She does it yeah. in four too so she can dip it in soup. Right. But no. But Shannon, uh, with her, she cuts her peanut butter jelly sandwich in half and then eats it like corn on the cob. So she has oh, like the crust is like. Yes. I heard, I was like, what? I couldn't even like picture how that looked. Isn't like that, it didn't make sense. It's so amazing. <laughs> oh, it's so amazing. Like I never would have thought of that. You've been like, cut the crusts off and you're good to go. But it's like, you know, you have something to hold on to that way. It's so awesome. Well, and for I mean, people can cut out the crust. We're all, you know, we have, we have, we have free choice here. But I had a friend who would not eat her crust as a kid, so her grandma told her to make her hair grow longer. She ate it, so she started eating it. <laughs> those old wives' tales, I guess, is what you call those. And I'm like, that's what. Got, all right, okay, cool. Crazy old wives' tales, but that one is wild. <laughs> eat the crust, grow. I was like, uh. <laughs> but she ate it, so I was like, all right, I'm not gonna tell her any different. I'm eight, maybe I don't know anything. So do you eat the butt of the loaf of the bread? Or do you discard it? So I don't put it on a peanut butter and jelly, but I'll toast it and I'll eat it with like something on it or like I'll even put just a little butter on yeah. it and just eat it like that. That's more of a waste thing for me, I think. I don't know if it's more of a taste. Now, really good bread, I love the end yeah. of it where it's like a little like sour, a really good sourdough loaf or something. Like I do like that in, but like in a normal just loaf of bread, it's all toasted and do something with it, but it's not for a peanut butter and jelly. What about you, Om? Oh, well, I mean, all I heard was sourdough and I started salving. That is my... <laughs> favorite bread of all it's just like wherever you go like breakfast place like what kind of toast do you want sourdough what kind of bread sourdough <laughs> like, like when i ask for sourdough and they're like we're out and i'm like are you sure like are you, you i'm against to be out of sourdough bread because that is sourdough <laughs> Brittany, do you have any uh, events coming up that you're uh hmm. Yeah, I actually have a 50 miler in uh, December. So I, uh, I have done 100K and I've done a 50K and I think I've done a 60K. What is it, 60, 60-ish K? But I've never done that 50 mile mark. Like I just kind of skipped it. So. Where are you doing it? Fossil Vale, right around Tucson. Um, I'm actually picked, oh, I didn't pick that one in particular. I picked a 50 miler because I want to do a 100 next year and it takes a qualifier. Um, and because of my Zane grade DNF, I did not have one that's in the year time frame that I need to register. So that's what I'm going to do. What hundred miles are you looking uh, at? Palisades in Idaho. Yeah. 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 My friend Ashley, it was her first DNF this, this past July. And she, she did 95 miles and still hiked to the finish because it wasn't a drop point. Yeah. So she asked if I wanted to go out there and do it. I'm like, hell yeah. So. I think uh, mutual friend Jack Schrader has done, has attempted palisades a couple yeah. of times as well right yeah yeah is that, yeah. that the race where he's talked about like it's just like the craziest weather like crap you don't expect and all of a sudden it starts snowing on you is that the race uh, or is he that is does he... have crazy weather i know this last year i don't think there was any snow but there was like because there is some elevation and some different like drops and stuff and it does you can get different kinds of weather throughout there i'm not sure if it's the one he's talking about but they they do warn you because i've been looking through that stuff they warn you that it could be something crazy so okay. Yeah. And so the, and so the 50 milers at the end of December, is that what you said? Uh, beginning, December 2nd. December so, 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. I just had a great, I had a 25 mile run on Sunday. Um, I swear it got hot at the end because we're still Arizona, 
but like yeah. I actually felt really good. And yesterday I just need some extra mobility and I feel totally normal today. And I was, I realized like, how awesome is it that once we do all these things and we actually like do the mobility and the strength and the running and all together, if you're consistent, your body recovers so quickly. Like, yeah. and I know 25 miles and 50 miles is not a hundred miles, but I can tell I'm like, holy cow, I remember my first 50 K. I mean, I wasn't walking for a few days <laughs> and now I'm like, man, 25 miles. Like it's still in the moment. It's hard when you're doing it, but the recovery is so awesome. So, yeah. Now, so you're a community leader with us, excuse me. Mm -hmm. We'll find you if they want to get in touch with you with regards to uh, Sunrise Trails Coaching as well. Yeah, well, funny story. It's Sunrise Trails Coaching <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> uh, you can also email me, sunrisetrailscoaching at gmail.com. But normally, Sunrise Trails Coaching on Instagram is the way to, way to get me. It's how everybody else gets me. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you coming on and, and chatting about food from, from the bottom of my heart. And I know from Ohm and, and from Lori's point of view. We're super excited to have you as part of our inaugural community leader group. Um, we obviously know you very well and what you bring to our platform is going to be awesome. And so we're looking to help you get the word out for people in the West Valley who are looking for running, hiking groups, and just camaraderie in, in the endurance sports space. Uh, we're really excited to have yeah, you. No, thank I'm super excited. I'm excited for the support. I'm excited the other community leaders. We've talked a few times, like just how supportive they are already and just getting a group in the West side. I think you guys, well, you know, Jason, the East side, we have so many running yeah. groups, it seems like in the West side, there's just always been this, this gap. So um, I'm excited to get, get out there and get people, get people moving and, you know, get them on the trails. A few people are like, I run the roads. Can I come? And I'm like, yes, you're yeah. the people. Like you're not the only people, but you're the people I want. I want you to get on the trails and see what it's like and see it's not, you know, about all the speed. It's about so much community on the trails. So yeah, so super, super pumped. Speaking of community and trails, I can't wait to share this with you both, but uh, I am doing, I'm captaining an aid station at the Moab 240 at mile 126. And I'm doing, in the name of Run, Try, Bike, I'm doing a dinosaur themed aid station. So I got a bunch of, I got a prop. I have an inflatable T-Rex, a cupcake stand for a brachiosaurus. It's just blasting dino noises. And it's, can you just, you, you can only imagine people are coming to the halfway point of this race broken and then they see dinosaurs in a gun LED jacket and this captain, <laughs> you know, so. Oh man, I want, I'm like, I'm not ready for Moab 240, but I want to go like to run at least 126 miles just to get there and be like, I'm going to hang out here with these dinosaurs. Um, party volunteer, uh, you know, it's gonna, but I have to show that because we have no trail runners in this chat right now. <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. Brittany, thank you so much. We'll talk yeah. to you soon. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Have a good one. Thanks, Elm. Thanks, Brittany. All right, dude, that turned out pretty well to, to be able to have Brittany and Adam come on the show for us and uh, talk about the Community Leader Program. Um, what are your thoughts about where we are with that? And we'll end it with that since we'll have been on for about an hour. Oh, man, I think, I think we're... I think we're in a great position right now. I'm just really proud of the sense of community that we built. And it's just exciting to see people like Adam and Brittany on our side. And it's exciting that every week I get to wake up and do these, like go to our social media and see people responding to us, to go to our trivia Thursday and people are engaged, going to our food fight Friday and people are going wild. Like every single day is just, exciting because I can see this like community of people just being built and 
it's a vision that I think I've had for so long and it's just it's really exciting to see it all come to fruition. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you and everything that you're doing for the business and for the community. And uh, we'll talk again tomorrow at our regular weekly meeting, and I'm sure we'll exchange text.